So there is uh there's one transfer portal player that whenever he announced his commitment to LSU that he was coming, he's gonna transfer to LSU, I was concerned. I was worried, but I'm a worry wart. So I thought maybe I'm just completely overreacting. Unfortunately, I don't think that I was. You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, do not forget, we're also on YouTube as well. So you can listen on your preferred podcast platform. Plus, you can also listen and watch the podcast on YouTube. So like, comment, rate, rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. Just appreciate you for being here and always appreciate you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. My name is Caroline Fenton. You can follow me on Twitter at CarolineFenton1. Also, you can follow along with the podcast at LSU. You can interact with the podcast on either one of those Twitter accounts. And just a reminder, on Wednesday, on tomorrow's episode, we will have our first Mailbag Wednesday of the college football season. So get those questions in for a Mailbag Wednesday. Appreciate everyone that's already sent those questions in. Pumped for it. Ready to have it back. It means that football is near and I'm ready for it and I am absolutely pumped for it but with football comes excitement comes energy but it also for some of us us um if you're a sports fan like me or a football fan like me it comes excitement and also worry and anxiety and stress and I just think that that's just part of being a sports fan and why we subject ourselves to this I have no idea but would I have it any other way absolutely not And uh, there is one source of worry from this LSU football team that really I've kind of felt for quite some time now that's felt heightened over the past couple of days. And that's Denver Harris. Corner transferred in from Texas A&M in the 2023 uh, transfer portal class. To fully understand my worry, let's go all the way back. So Denver Harris was one of the top recruits, period. Not just in the state, not just at his position, but one of the top recruits, period, in the 2022 class. A five-star cornerback that was recruited from just about every single program in America. Denver Harris was one of those players that if you weren't recruiting him, then what are you doing? So Denver Harris, one of the top recruits in the country, he commits to Texas A&M, and Texas A&M's big, you know, you know, that 2022 class of just like the biggest collection of five stars that you could ever even imagine. So Denver Harris early in the 2022 season was suspended for breaking team rules. And what I believe it was, it was reported to be was he was just out past curfew, silly, dumb, stupid. I'll call it, you know, a, you know, a freshman mess up, you know, you learn from it. Hey, heads up. We take things seriously here. You got to follow the rules. You're going to be suspended for a game because of it. Okay, fine. I can live with that. Denver Harris serves that one game suspension. He comes back for a couple of games. He's starting in those games. And then comes Texas A&M's road game against South Carolina, where Denver Harris and a, a handful of other players were suspended um, for what they did in the locker room. And you're more than welcome to go 
do your research about what they did in the locker room, was suspended for the rest of the season um, for what they did in the locker room at South Carolina. And suspended for the rest of the season, very rightfully so. He decides to transfer away from Texas A&M, and he finds his landing spot at LSU. And whenever you get a talent like that that's transferring to your school, I mean, of course that's met with, like, cartwheels and toe touches and cheers and excitement. But with a player like this coming in, dealing with some behavioral issues, it also comes with a little bit of an asterisk. But that's one of those those things that, you know, I'll, I'll defer to the coaching staff. They did their interview process. They did their vetting process. They felt confident enough to bring in a player like this of, of that caliber. So, you know, I, I talked to a friend of mine who's, who's very plugged in within the Texas A&M football department. He was like, look, you know, I, I wished him nothing but the best. I really do. I want him to be, to succeed. But nothing that I saw from him made me think that he could succeed. And I thought, okay, well, if anyone can do it, I feel like Brian Kelly can do it. So, which brings so that's the past. It brings us to the present. So, he wasn't at practice the other day. He was not in the team photo. Red flags to me. You're not at practice. Maybe you're banged up. Maybe you're dinged. I hadn't heard of anything that went awry potentially in practice. But if you don't, if you're not out there at practice, yes, it's a red flag, and yes, it deserves a question. But that combined with not being in the team picture, combined with his history, is a massive red flag. Combined with the fact that Denver Harris was also not out at practice again today. So, I mean, maybe it's fair, maybe it's not. But my initial thought was, what do you do now to get kicked off the team? I mean, you might not think that that's fair, but a track record is a track record. But it was confirmed today that Denver Harris has not been kicked off the team. And for his sake, I'm glad. But it it has been speculated that Denver Harris has been suspended from the team because of his involvement in a fight in practice. If I had to assume, um, I'm guessing it was that fight that, you know, that Wilson Alexander tweeted and it literally, you know, it went viral. It it spread like wildfire. So I'm guessing that was maybe the fight. Maybe it was a different fight than the media wasn't at. I don't know. Um, But his involvement in a fight and practice and he's been suspended from the team and not being in the team photo was part of that punishment. Now, let me just say this. I like the discipline. I do. Maybe you might say, well, it's not fair. You know, he wasn't the only one involved in the fight. And I hear you. I do. But Denver Harris was also coming into this program on a shorter leash than most other players on this team. That maybe other players have the skins on the wall or maybe don't have the track record. Uh, that warrant the same discipline or suspension that Denver Harris got. I, I mean, and I have liked the way, at least from the outside looking in, that this coaching staff has dealt with Denver Harris, where Denver Harris wasn't taking first game reps in practice, where physically his physical ability and his football ability, he probably should be taking first team reps, but they weren't going to hand him anything. But Denver Harris was going to take reps with the second team. And if you want to play with the first team, you're going to have to earn it. That his leash was short enough that, hey, you act up in practice, then you're off the practice field for a few days. I, so I, I appreciate the way that this coaching staff is handling Denver Harris. And it's not because I'm a stickler for the rules. 
It's more so because I want to see Denver Harris succeed, both because if he succeeds and this football team succeeds, but also just because I appreciate football enough to not want to see that kind of talent go to waste. I mean, I think it's just a testament to how good of a player he is. That his second shot, his second opportunity was at LSU. (laughs) I mean, not very many players have the kind of talent to be able to say that. You know, it'd be lost on me to say that, you know, if you get have a certain level of talent, you're afforded a certain level of, of leeway or a certain level of opportunity. Any other college, any other, other player in, in college football do does what Denver Harris does, their second shot probably isn't at one of the top programs in all of college football. So and I talked to, to Brian Smith about this, Lockdown's official recruiting insider. You know, whenever it was announced that uh, Denver Harris was coming to LSU, he said, look, Denver Harris has no choice. He has to succeed at LSU if he wants to play football for a living. If he wants to be successful, he has no sh- he has no choice but to be successful at LSU and to keep himself out of trouble. So for his sake, I hope that he's doing that. And I'm looking forward to him coming back to practice and to him hopefully continuing to prove to this coaching staff that he deserves a spot on this football team and that he deserves a second chance. We just haven't seen that yet. But who on that in that position group is taking advantage of some of those chances? Who's been standing out? We'll get into that coming up next. First, I want to tell you about Nutrafol. So about Six, seven, eight months ago, at the beginning of 2023, I really started to notice my hair get to a kind of a healthy point. Like that, my the ends of my hair were broken off and they were scraggly. My hair was thinning at the top. Like I would pull my hair back to put to put it in a ponytail, and I would be shocked and astonished and honestly kind of embarrassed at how much my hair was thinning at the front. And I. My whole life, I've had very voluminous, very luscious, very healthy hair. And I was getting to the point where my hair just didn't look that way anymore. And I needed to do something to change it. So that's when I turned to Nutrafol. Because I wanted to find something that wasn't pumped full of of chemicals or things that were bad for me. I didn't want anything that was going to have weird side effects. I just wanted something natural. I wanted something that was proven. I wanted something that doctors approved of. So... Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So that checked a lot of my boxes that I wanted to grow my hair. I wanted my hair to be thicker. And I also wanted it to be approved by dermatologists and doctors. Because Nutrafol's hair growth supplements, they use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients. They have drug-free patented technology that provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. I mean, nobody wants to take a supplement that makes them feel some type of way or maybe takes away another aspect of their life. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress. I know we've all got plenty of those hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. So to my men listeners out there, Nutrafol 
has specifically designed supplements for when for for men and my female listeners out there they've also got plenty of options for women as well i've been taking the female supplements but i know plenty of my friends have taken the male supplements and they've had wonderful results so take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair for a limited time nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On College, all one word. So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code Locked On College. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code Locked On College. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every dayers coming up tomorrow on the podcast. I got some quarterback thoughts, some offense thoughts, what we've heard and seen from training camp. We'll get into that on tomorrow's episode of Locked in LSU. Plus, it's a mailbag Wednesday. So get those questions in. Training camp questions, LSU questions, SEC questions, all of the above. Everything's on the table. Mailbag Wednesday coming up tomorrow. So Denver Harris, a no-show at practice today, no-show at practice the other day, no-show in the team picture. He is still on the team, supposedly just serving a suspension for his involvement in a fight in practice. I want to see Denver Harris prove it to me that he wants it bad enough. But there has been another player in that position group at the cornerback room that has been proven that he wants it. And this is a name, this is a guy that if you turn on a Matt House press conference, if you turn on a press conference, maybe like a Deuce Chestnut or um, some of the veteran players, whether it's in the secondary or receivers, it's tough to get through an entire interview without hearing a mention of this guy with, you know, with just glowing words and maybe even met with a smile. And that's Ashton Stamps. And I'm going to be really honest with y'all. That is not a name, nor is that a player that I expected to blossom this much that I would mention him on a podcast for the second time in like a week. But here we are. Ashton Stamps, a true freshman, came in the 2023 class as a three-star recruit. For, I believe he went to Rummel, so local Louisiana kid. Um, I mean, everything that I've heard about him, whether it's from from Matt House or whether it's, you know, reading practice breakdowns from Wilson Alexander or from Dylan Sanders or whatever it might be, any of the local reporters who have been at practice and producing really wonderful breakdowns and work at practice, there's always a tidbit or a paragraph or a mention of Ashton Stamps doing something good, of Ashton Stamps really breaking out and making his presence known. And I think that's that's the key. When you're a young guy, maybe coming in and, and without the same kind of prowess or or uh, recognition that a four or five star player might be, you know, when Javion Toviano takes the takes the field of a five star uh, defensive back in this year's class, you know, you take notice because that's a kid that everybody knows his name. That you know he was he's well known across recruiting circles around the country. Ashton Stamps didn't come in as that kind of kid. You know, he really had to work to get an offer from LSU. So one, I'm impressed about that. And two, I'm impressed about how he's earned the recognition that he's gotten. 
And everything that he's needed to do, he's done. You know, came in kind of a slight frame, coming in 170-ish pounds coming out of high school. They told him, hey, you need to put weight on. So he put weight on. Put on about 15 pounds uh, since then. Since the, I I, uh, I guess, I don't believe, I don't believe that he enrolled early, but he's put on 15 pounds. And it, that's kind of a, a worrisome thing for me with defense backs or receivers is, yeah, you put the weight on, but also are you going to lose your speed? Do you still maintain your footwork? And that's something that according to all the practice reports, he's been able to do that. He's put on that weight to be able to bully up on receivers a little bit better, to be able to hold his own a little bit better, to you know avoid injury as much as possible. But he hasn't lost that speed. I mean, Matt House was up at the podium a few days ago after practice. He called Ashton Stamps a football nut. That he's been, you know, he's earned first team reps and he's taken advantage of those first team reps. Now, it's early. I know. What's our golden rule? You don't get too high and you don't get too low on one single day of practice. But we're getting to the point in training camp where you don't have to overreact to one day of practice or, you know, good or bad, where we have enough of a sample size of practices where you're seeing names come up either in a good or a bad way. And you can start to piece them together when you're stacking good practices. That's when you have a more solid argument or that's when you have uh, you know, more footing for a way that you might feel about a certain player. And that's exactly what Ashton Stamps has done, is, pra- is, is stacking solid, good practices where you, you know, you step back and you're like, hey, Ash- Ashton Stamps actually had a really solid day. You know, it's early. It's early. But I'm encouraged, at least from everything that I've heard and everything that I have seen. And I don't know what kind of role Ashton Stamps has on this team in his true freshman season. But – like I said, it, it's tough to avoid a practice report without hearing good things about Ashton Stamps. And even though I don't know what his role is going to look like exactly in the secondary this year, I don't know if he's going to be starter week one and keeps that job throughout the entirety of the season. But it's encouraging to see a guy like that make his name known. Because there might come a time, if he doesn't earn a starting role right away, there probably will, unfortunately, knock on wood, come a time where his name is called upon to be a starter or to pick up the slack in the middle of a game or when the injury bug starts to bite or he's going to have to make plays. And I feel good about a guy needing to do that whenever he's starting to make those plays in practice, whenever he's showing you, look, I want it. I'll be a football nut. I'll stay up all night long and watch film. You need me to gain weight? I'll do it. I got it. And, I, and I'll do it in the right way. So it's, it's encouraging to hear that. And look, Ashton Stamps isn't the only kid on this team. And I say kid. I mean, he's a man. Um, kid. Uh, isn't the only recruit or isn't the only player in this 2023 class that's doing the right things or that's standing out or that's looking good. But it's just one name that I just keep hearing repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly because he wants it and he's doing the right things. I'm encouraged by that. Uh, but coming up next, a few more practice notes, some things that I've taken away over the last couple of days. We will get into those coming up next. 
Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Mailbag Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Pump for it. I love answering your questions. Anything's on the table. LSU football related, LSU sports related, SEC football related, the schedule coming up. Um, all of it's on the table. So get those questions in for a mailbag Wednesday. A couple of practice notes today. A little bit of a switch up at a very key position. So at the Jack linebacker position. Ovia Gufo has been taking majority of the first team reps at that Jack linebacker position. Ovia Gufo, again, a transfer in from Texas. He spent his first couple of years under Brian Kelly at Notre Dame before transferring to Texas and now ultimately to LSU. Now, Ovia Gufo has a, a lot of experience at that position. You know, he's got uh, several years under his belt. In at the power five level, you know, against high levels of opponents of competition. So that's really, you know, whatever he went into this season with the Jack linebacker position really kind of up in the air. That was my leader in the clubhouse simply just because one, that's the name that we heard most closely aligned with that position. And two, just simply because of experience. Whenever you're going into a position battle like that, sometimes at the beginning of it, before we really have enough of a sample size to make a, a fair evaluation, my I, I, my first default is, all right, who's got the most experience? You know, who's who's the leader in the clubhouse because they're the senior in the clubhouse? And I that's really why I landed on Ovio Gufo as the leader in the clubhouse. A little bit of a switch up today. Braden Swinson, the transfer from Oregon, was taking snaps, first team snaps at uh, the Jack linebacker position. And from everything that I've heard and read, he looked pretty darn good doing it. He broke up uh, two plays, two drills in practice. And look, here's what I think. Because, again, we don't get too high or too low on one single day of practice. I'm not going to get too high on uh, on one good day of Braden Swinson at that Jack linebacker position. I'm not going to all of a sudden say that, you know, he is the guy to beat at that position. But what I will take away from that is, this seems like a much juicier battle for the Jack linebacker position than I initially had thought, because I thought that there were several contenders for that position, but ultimately I thought it was going to go to Ovio Guvo, just given again, the experience, but now it's looking like it could be a lot closer. Now it's looking like it could be a legitimate, juicy, spicy little battle at that position. And I love that. I think that makes – I think that's a good thing for this team, and it's at any position. I've talked about it more at quarterback position. When I talk about the quarterback competition between Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, and no, I don't say quarterback competition as in like a quarterback battle. I mean quarterback competition and that you've got two really good quarterbacks on your roster, and they're constantly going to be pushing one another. I think that this is a positive thing because these two are going to constantly push one another and whoever else in that room is going to compete for the Jack linebacker position. It's, it's a good thing, especially this time of year when you need to be pushed, when you, when you can see your competition either in your rear view or in front of you and you have a good baseline for where you stand and you kind of have a good baseline for where you need to work and you can't take your foot off the pedal. So I think that's a positive thing. And I'm excited to see how this battle continues to plan out and excited to see when Braden Swinson got the opportunity that, you know, he, he really took control of it. Um, Second thing, there was a fight in practice today. I don't care. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I do not care. Broke out between two true freshman offensive and defensive linemen. Um, that's going to happen, you know, especially when you're in the trenches. 
especially at uh, offensive line and defensive line. Look, it gets testy. There's, a, you know, the adrenaline, the testosterone is pumping. You want your team to be passionate. You want your team to get chippy. You want your team and all of your individual players, especially at that position, to, to fight for it. Now, look, I, I'll say the same thing that I said about, you know, the big fight that was reported um, a couple of weeks ago by Wilson Alexander and by the rest of the, the local Baton Rouge media is, look, you want to be competitive to a certain extent. You know, you don't want to cross that line. You don't want to put your teammates in danger. You don't want to do dumb things that hurt the football team. But overall, I mean, what it sounds like from this was, you know, it was an offensive and defensive lineman going up against one another in practice. Maybe one went a little bit too hard. Maybe one went a little bit too long through the whistle. It was a little bit of a, you know, chirping back and forth. It was a little bit of a shoving back and forth. And that was really it. I don't care. It happens all the time in practice. It happens at the college level. It happens at the NFL level. happens at the high school level. It happens at every level in football. It's a competitive game. And it's also hot outside. So I I cannot get too worked up about it. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is some quarterback and offense thoughts from practice so far and a mailbag Wednesday. All of that coming up tomorrow. Unlocked LSU.